Hey, it's Dr. Trina here for another episode of Fire Hose from Heaven. Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. So I pray that you have had some time to enjoy family, enjoy friends, to rest, celebrate, recoup, um, but most importantly, hear from God um, for your assignment and what he has for you in this season. And so originally my intent was to put this out January one for the Firehose audience, uh, but it didn't work out that way because I was still uh, resting, recuperating, and, and just hearing from God about what's next in my life for the year of 2023. And as I just was having that quiet time with God and still kind of am in that, that quiet time with him, um, the word focus dropped in my spirit. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And in fact, the title of this podcast is Supernatural Focus, because oftentimes we can be focused on things that are good and that are noteworthy, but they may not be the perfect will of God for our lives. And so we need that supernatural discernment, grace and strength and tenacity to focus in on what God would cause us to do and what would have us to do in this season. So again, we're going to talk about supernatural focus. And this is such a, a, a very important podcast for me because my word for the year of 2023 is focus. Um, because there are some areas that I saw that I needed to bring into focus and in alignment to the perfect will of God for my life in this season. And so as a Christian, it's, it's not about being perfect. But it really is about the lordship of Jesus Christ and are we doing what is pleasing God? And sometimes we make it so hard and more difficult than what it needs to be because we're trying to merge what we want with the will of God. And sometimes what we want and what God wants may not be the same thing. So I saw areas in my life and, and relationships as well and, and the single season where there needed to be greater focus. And I was sharing some things um, with the young adult group at my church on our conference call. And um, we all have a time to share what, what God is doing in our lives. And one of the things that I said um, as I was closing, it was lordship for me in this season means I'm not going to justify or talk myself out of doing the will of God or even uh, allow the enemy to make me think that I'm not in the perfect will of God when I know that I really am. So you're saying, Dr. Trina, what, what does that mean? So let me give you an example and I'll give you a man example. <laughs> Hence, this is a podcast for singles. So there are times singles when we meet people and they are great individuals, right? You can be very compatible with this person and you, you feel safe, you feel secure. You feel like you could be your total self. You're not just bringing, um, one side of, of yourself, um, in this thing, uh, because you're afraid or they won't understand or they may not receive like you can, totally be you you are friends um it, it's great and it's lovely but there may be a nudge that the holy spirit gives you 
to say, hey, take a step back and let's look at some things or I really may need you to pray about this again. And so for me, it was all of those things, right? And great person, you know, established, financially set, you know, gainfully employed. That's important, right? Uh, you have a sense of spirituality. That's very, that's one of the most important things that I look for in a man. Um, and you know, a great friend, very compatible, but he was not the person that God ordained. And so many times I've justified, you know, well, God, everybody, you know, is not privy. You know, I go to spirit filled church. So we, you know, very charismatic speaking tongues, operating the gifts of the spirit. And, you know, this person was, it wasn't in a church like that. So they, of course, they're not going to know some things. And I said, okay, God, well, you know, everybody's not going to be in a church like that. So, you know, I can't be so rigid on what I want or what I expect. Um, but I need to see that they have room for growth. Right. Um, and perfect in every area. And I began to see some things that Jesus was not Lord in his life. And sometimes you can want something right. And it looks good. And it looks like what you've prayed for, but it's really not. And as single, sometimes we tend to kind of justify why we should proceed when we know that God is, is pulling a pause. And if you're not really rooted in the word of God, you will make that mistake and actually choose to be with the person that God has not ordained. They could be a great person, but that's not who God says to marry. And I really had to take a step back. And this is where accountability is so important. Because I had a person come to me and say that I trust very dearly and say, hey, I think you need to look at this. Right? One of my mentors said this. And then my pastor came around and confirmed some things. Hey, I, I think you need to you need you need to check some things because you're in a dangerous place. And I said, well, dangerous how so? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not having sex with this person. It's nothing intimate or anything like that. But the danger zone is that you're justifying. You may be justifying some things and God has not given you the green light. And so I was challenged to, to go back and revisit what did the Lord say? And when I recognized that I didn't want to actually repeat what the Lord said, I said, okay, I have to take a step back and examine, okay, really what is the will of God? Not only that, but let's go deeper. 
do I want to do the will of God? Or am I justifying doing something the opposite? And that, that in, in a nutshell is what I was doing. And so I thank God for spiritual accountability um, and people in my life that I've brought into my life and my space and given permission to say, hey, I if you see something that's not quite right, I, I need you to say something and not be afraid that I'm not going to receive it. I, I really need you to say something because I make it a habit to actually listen to people who are spiritually mature and have had some experience in some things, but that genuinely care about my well-being and want to see uh, the best in my life that God has for me. And so that's an example of justifying why you should get out of the will of God. And I recognize, I said, ooh, okay. I need greater focus in this area because it is quite normal to meet someone that you are compatible with or that you have a synergy with and that you actually are attracted to, but they may not be the person for you. And so it's really easy to, to get pulled, you know, as a single person because you're not dead you still have those, those desires, but we really have to submit to the will of God and to the power, the keeping power of the Holy spirit. And so I recognize that it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, how successful you are, that you have to stay girded up, especially single people in the area of relationships so that you will not be taken off course. And oftentimes the enemy will send a counterfeit that closely resembles, resembles the will of God for your life in a person or an opportunity. And this is not just relationships. You can transfer this and use this across the board. But I said, God, I want that supernatural focus in your mind and heart so that I'm not pulled away by what I feel or what I see or what I like or what I think I deserve, but I want to stay in your will. And so I said, God, I recognize that, Ooh, you the counterfeit had some pull. So I need to gird up. I didn't feel like a failure. I didn't feel like I missed it because I caught some things early. I probably could have, um, but praise God. That's why we have the word of God and why we need to be planted in a church with spiritual accountability and other people in your life that are spiritually mature and can hear the voice of God to help keep us on track. Everyone needs that. I don't care how long you've been saved. Everybody needs that check. So supernatural focus is, I'm not depending on my own strength to stay focused because if I was, I clearly see that I would have missed it. Uh, but I'm depending on Christ, his strength. And when you make Jesus Lord, it opens up a, a freedom and it opens up the heavens to supply 
exactly what you need for the season. Exactly what you need for the season. And so instead of saying, God, you know what? This would happen if I was married, Lord, because that, that was what I was saying. Instead, I'm saying, mm, God, I thank you for greater strength, greater grace, greater focus. Because what I, I, I don't need a husband to stop this. I need Jesus because Jesus is the one that's going to bring the husband anyway. And I'm going to need that same Jesus in marriage, right? To deal with challenging situations, to deal with another person being so intimately involved in my life. So oftentimes we say, well, who I just need a piece or I, I need a boo. No, you need Jesus. And oftentimes if you're saying that you need another person to, you know, and you're not tapping into the strength of God and the grace of God and everything he's afforded us at salvation, then you're probably not ready because you're not wholeheartedly depending on Jesus as your keeper, as your provider. So when you get to the place where you're not saying, I don't need a husband, I don't need a wife to be kept, but I need Jesus. Okay, then you've gotten to a place of dependency on God. And that's what Lordship does. And it frees you up. And, and the struggle is no longer a struggle. So here are some areas that um, I'm choosing to stay focused in. And my verse of focus is Isaiah 50 and 7. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. So in this passage, the prophet is talking about what Jesus is getting ready to endure on the cross. And what he's saying is Jesus was focused, right? Now we saw him sweat blood in the garden of Gethsemane because of the stress and the anguish. And he actually asked to be excused from the assignment, but he tapped back into the Lordship of his father. He knew his assignment and the Bible says what the angels, they came and they ministered to him and they strengthened him in Luke nine 51. It says, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jesus was not distracted, even though he knew he was going to endure a horrible death and he knew that he was going to be resurrected, but it still doesn't take away the fact that he was getting to experience something so unimaginably horrific that we cannot as believers fathom that, you know, and he had the weight of the entire world's sins on him and was and is our redeemer. That's an awesome task and he could have forfeited it because God gives us free choice, but he chose not to. And I really like the verse Isaiah 50 and seven, because he said he set his face like a flint. Now, if you study uh, your geologist, you study rocks and, and nature and things of that nature, you know that flint is a substance that's really embedded in between large boulders and stones. So when you think of stones or flint and flint was, very common in the stone ages, large rocks that are on the sides of mountains and boulders and things like that, they're not easily moved. 
They're stationary. So when Jesus was talking about setting his face like a flint, or he set his face to 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 go to Jerusalem to to do the will of God, means he was not going to be moved. Come what may, I have an assignment to do, and I trust that God will give me everything that I need. And we have to ask ourselves, do we really trust God? And do we really want, do we really want what he's trying to give us to do his will? And the, the real question is, do we really want to do the will? Thank you, Jesus. And those are some hard questions I had to ask myself. Do you really want to do the will? And I had determined in my life, and I made this commitment to God at 15, that I was going to live for him. I was going to do his will. And so I had to ask myself, well, what? Where is this coming from? And, and I had to really deal with that and recognize that my desires were above his will in the area of relationships. And I had to pull back right? Get focused because that will cause you operating your will will cause you to miss what God has for you. So, you know, this year, my word is focus. It is, it is supernatural focus and it is focusing on what God would have me to do. And so I'm going to be number one focused in this season. So yeah, I'm single, but that's not the only thing that identifies me. So I've got music to put out. I've got books to put out. I have a school that I'm leading, a podcast that I'm doing. What is God calling me to do now while I have the time and the space as a single person to do and complete? I don't have time to be distracted by counterfeits. Even though it's lovely, it would be lovely to, you know, spend lazy weekends with somebody that you really enjoy or go on weekend trips or go on dates and go out to dinner. But if it's not the wheel, then I'm really out of timing. And so while I have this time and I don't have anybody pulling on my time or anybody that I have to, because when you get married, you have to always consider this other person. Let me do some things that I need to get done. So, you know, if you're married and, and you want to write a book, you know, it may not, you and your spouse have to agree that you need time to do this. So you, you have to always consider this other person. I don't have to do that right now. So let me get, let me, uh, stay focused on the season and the assignments and trust God with the relationship piece. Number two, and that leads me to number two. I'm going to focus on my assignments. I'm not going to be, uh, one of the things that I, I, I really honing in on is I'm not going to be pulled away by a desire to get married. I'm not going to be pulled away by, uh, professional desires to do other things. Uh, I'm not going to be pulled away based on how I feel. So I'm focusing in and also too, in my relationship with the Lord, focusing in on just knowing him better. And if you're connected, right, being with Jesus is never boring. It's never dull. It's always fulfilling. 
always sustain you. Number three, focus on you. Focus on becoming a better you. So I I take inventory of myself all the time. I want to be a better Trina. Uh, I want to be a better singer. I want to be a better podcast recorder, right? I want to be a better author. I want to be a better writer. I want to be a better college professor, right? How can I be my very best? I think oftentimes we get into, if you've had a certain level of success, you kind of plateau. Um, but tapping into that, that innovative spirit in you, how can I be better? What else, God, do you want? How else can I, uh, delve into these wonderful gifts and callings that you've given me? What else can I experience? What else can I enjoy in life? Focusing on you. And the first piece is your spiritual well-being. And am I, am I connected, right? And it's Jesus Lord in every area of my life. One of my core values is, um, The first one is the spiritual piece. That's my first core value. But the second one is enjoyment. And I'm I'm also going to be focusing on, because I'm a very hard worker and I will work and work and work and not really take time to do things that I enjoy. And so this year I'm working on that core value of, let's do some things that Trina enjoys doing. And so what is that? And I had to kind of really think about that. So that lets me know there, there needs to be a priority in that area. What are some things that I can do now um, that I can travel and go see and do things freely without kind of checking in with somebody else when I'm married? Because they may not always like to do the hobbies that you like, right? So what are some things that I want I'm, I want to prepare to, to do? There's some traveling that I want to do. I want to, I actually want to visit Africa. I teach students in Africa. So that's one of the things that I want to, I want to visit some of my students in Zambia. Um, So that's on my bucket list to do. I'm focusing on my soulish well-being. The soul is the, the will, the intellect, and the emotions. All of that needs to be healthy. And so where am I, uh, are my emotions out of kilter where they're leading me to do things that are not in the will of God? Have I been delivered and healed of all traumatic experiences that that I've had to endure uh, these many years that I've been on earth, right? Is my mind, do I have the mind of Christ? Am I making decisions in his will? Focusing on health, physical health, right? Making sure I'm exercising and eating right. That's a real focus for me right now making sure I'm healthy and whole in every single area. What do your finances look like? Nobody wants to marry anyone that's bad with money. You should be getting your finances in order, or if they are in order, how can you be more prosperous? How can God grow you financially so that you can continue to be a blessing to the kingdom of God and, and, and others? Last, number four, focusing on the future. So you should not be stuck in 2023. Yes, be present. But what are your goals for the next year, the next three years, the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years? Where do you want to be? And how are you going to get there? Have you talked to God about what your life will look like in the future and years to come? 
you thought about the kind of life that you want to have in the years to come. See, there's so much um, life as a single person, but we shut it down because we're focused on what we don't have. And there's so much life. Now, if you talk to, go talk to some married people and they will tell you, and I've talked to many married people, that they will tell you to enjoy being single because when you get married, you are in fact dealing with another person and it's not all honeymoonish. It's not always romantic. Um, it's not always this, this blissful living that as single people, I think we, we entertain, um, out of proportion that it's all, you're always going to feel that nostalgia and it's always going to be romantic and you're just going to have this bottomless pit of sex and you could get it when you want to and and then talk to some married people and they'll bring you into reality that those moments are great but you're still dealing with another person and so it's different than dating because now you're doing life together so you know this person may be going through something and it may not feel all romantic at the time right you may you, you may want to have sex and the other person just may not be in the mindset or they're going through some things and they're, they're just not there. So you kind of have to wait, um, you know, extended family, you, you, you have all of these, uh, things that impact your life now as a married person, they will tell you, enjoy your single life because when you get married, it's not just about you. You may feel like going out one weekend. They may feel like staying at home. So, you know, and that kind of helped me put some things into perspective. When I started talking to married people and they began to tell me, and I, I assume some things, but when you hear them and they talk about the realities of it, that, um, yeah, you can wait. And you need to be prepared for that. You get prepared for that. But enjoy the single season. Married people will tell you that. Because there are times where, you know, it's not all romantic. It's not all blissful. You know, there's some some real life issues that, that come up. And so enjoy the season. So single people, I want you to be encouraged. Share this with someone who you know will benefit. But stay focused in this season. Don't be distracted by counterfeit relationships, counterfeit opportunities. Always check in with the Lord. And if you're not getting a clear answer, then you need to check in with some other people that can pray for you to help you uh, discern the will of God. I'm so glad for my safe place. And I'm going to talk about that in the episode, the importance of having uh, people, what I call in your safe place. Like you can be just as vulnerable as you want to be without fear of what people will think of you, how they will think of you, how they will perceive you. And that's especially important for people who are in leadership or positions of oversight, especially in churches, because we feel that if we, if people see our vulnerability, that they think we're, we're weak or we're not worthy of the position that we're, we've been appointed to or called to. And that is furthest from the truth. People need to see and of course, you have to be discernful with what you share, who you share it with. But people need to see how mature Christians really walk this thing out. And I think the church overall needs a 
a level of vulnerability and openness about some things that it's not all just Sunday morning bliss. Like there's some real challenges that we have to really um, grab a hold to the word of God and, and grab a hold to Jesus to get through. So listen, let this be your best year. Stay focused on the task at hand. Set your face like a flint and do not turn to the left nor to the right, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Again, subscribe to the podcast, share, follow, whatever platform you're on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Amazon Podcasts. So share this, subscribe, follow. Uh, Thank you for all the support for the first episode. We really appreciate it for those here in the U.S. and those internationally. And we're going to keep coming and blessing the kingdom of God. Uh, so that singles can live their best lives for the glory of God. God bless.